is Catherine Structor. And without further ado, let me bring her into our conversation. Remember, you can chat to Cheryl um, if it is that you want to ask a question. 089-110-2000 or very simple on our WhatsApp number 60 Cheryl, a warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much for your time on the Saturday. Uh, thank you, Romy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to have you. Day 37 of the lockdown. Before we get to the congrats, and I guess a story I really want to dig deeply into, um, how are you managing during this tough time? Well, I'm, uh, it's, it's very difficult. I'm even having the interview while my child is playing indoors. I'm in the garage trying to, <laughs> to, try to get away from my so I can at least speak to you a little bit. But uh, she'll be running in soon looking for me, so... Uh, no problem, no problem. I guess this is the life of a mother. You you have a career going, you've got kids, you have a household to keep going. And I think it's just, um, if not, it's elevated the role of a mother, especially during this time. Would you agree? She's calling us. Can you hear? <laughs> she can be a part of the interview. <laughs> Cute. Sure, no problem. Yeah, no worries. I mean, Cheryl Burt is there uh, just uh, getting some order in a house. But I find that it's the same in my house. You know, you take a work phone call. I actually do laps around the house, uh, you know, and I make sure that I'm as far ahead of her as possible just to have a little peace and quiet. So I completely get it, you know, and this is what the lockdown is really all about because we're at home. We're working from home. There really is no nine to five where it's separated. You're in the office and then you knock off and you come home to some peace and quiet where the home is your office now. You know, it's literally your everything. Let's see if Cheryl is ready. Cheryl? Hi, Robbie. Um, sorry, I've missed... Uh, no, 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 no worries. Um, you, you're back in the garage. Um, okay, let me go back. Okay, I've got to ask you... Just hold one second. No worries. Okay, just hold on. Hold on one second. No problem. So 0605842250. And this is real life, right? This is what life is like in a lockdown um, every single day, not just on a Saturday and a Sunday, where you've got to carve out some time uh, in order to do the type of work that you do do. If you'd like to ask Cheryl a question, you're more than welcome to on that WhatsApp number, 0605842250. And also give us a buzz, 089 Let's see if she is ready. You, I'm Cheryl? Sorry, I'm back with you now. Yes, wonderful. I, th- I said, I think it elevates also just the role of a woman because you're juggling so very many hats. How do you do it? Well, it's tough. I think uh, I must probably speak, uh, represent every other woman out there that's got kids and stuff. But it's just difficult, difficult. But, you know, it's it's part of life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, there's certain things that you can't run away from. It's part of your responsibility. You just have to do it in final ways and the solution to make it work. And you're doing just that. So a big congratulations to you as well for your new post. And I was reading, I've read, I've read very many uh, different write-ups. So it's instructor of instructors for the Kasafa region. Yes, thank you. For, uh, thank you, Romy. For, um, I'm so privileged and humbled and I'm so thankful, um, you know, to CAF and to Safa, you know, for this, obviously for this achievement. And um, yes, it's the instructors of instructors um, appointment for CAF. And... Um, Following us, uh, Fran Hilton Smith. I think we are. I'm the second woman that's uh, you are. achieved that. Yeah. And um, and I'm also thankful to Fran. You know, she's done so much women's football. Mm. Um, and I can obviously just uh, continue where she left off. Mm. How did you receive this news? Where were you? Was it a phone call that came through to say, "Listen, this is it"? I was. I was. Um, 
it was in January, end of January, I was uh, in Johannesburg, and I received an email, uh, SAFA was also notified, and then in the middle of Feb, I think from the 5th or the 11th of uh, February, I got my first assignment mm. to go and instruct in the city. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was I was so excited about it. I thought, you know, this is such a great achievement and opportunity for me to share my knowledge, um, you know, with all the other instructors, you know. And um, and I think that's one of the mandates of CAF, that we empower other instructors and other coaches in, in, in Africa. Mm, mm. Was this always the vision, though, for you? Because you also coach under 20, and I know that football is a huge part of your life. So on your vision board, was this a direction in which you wanted your career to go? Um, not not initially. First, first and foremost, I always just wanted to be a coach, a national coach. And, and once I've achieved that, mm. uh, being with the under-17, under-20s, also Banyana Banyana at some point, um, I became then the head coach of the academy, and that's where my love even for football even um, started to, to, to completely evolve, you know, yeah. developing plays for the national teams. Um, and the academy is based at the High Performance Center in Pretoria since 2004. Uh, 2004. And I never thought of, I always thought maybe one day I would like to become the technical director of women's football, one okay. day to run women's football in the country, yeah. where your knowledge and your expertise can be shared uh, and enhance the knowledge of the other coaches, you know. Mm. And uh, somehow, CAF only came in later um, in my years where I decided, you know, maybe I should start with CAF first because I think everybody was speaking around it in order for you to get to FIFA one day, mm. which is all obviously also one of my ideals one day. I need to obviously get to CAF first before I could become a, a FIFA instructor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Romy, loving this game, I think it's such an amazing... Um, journey that I'm on, you know, talking about football daily, it's, it's, it's just something I would never exchange for <laughs> It is pretty amazing, isn't it? I miss it every day, but where was that love? I mean, how did you and football fall in love and have this uh, forever romance? Um, I think it started when I was, I think, eight years old. Um, I grew up in Cape Town in a small town called Matrusantin, and when I was eight years old, I played for, I went to play for a club called Eastern Rovers in the Tristan team in Cape Town when I was eight years old with a boys team. Mm. And I played, um, I think, until I was 13 years old because then I realized, you know, the boys are getting too rough now, you know. Yeah. And then I started looking for a club, a girls' club called Kenwin United in Athlone uh, in Cape Town. And that's where my love started for women's football. But obviously, I started playing with the boys and I think I, I learned a lot already that stage. Mm. Mm. I've been representing uh, Western Province at provincial level and then national level, and then I played for Banyana Banyana. Yeah. And then a uh, couple of years down the line, I qualified as a health inspector in Cape Town. I was going to bring that up because a little birdie actually mentioned that to me uh, to say, I know this Cheryl Boitis. She used to be a health inspector. And I was like, yeah. no, Cheryl Boitis <laughs> is my colleague over at SABC Sport. <laughs> it can't be the same Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. So I qualified as a, as a health inspector in Cape Town. And then um, they brought in a LIFO system, uh, which meant last in first up. Mm. And then I took a transfer to Johannesburg. And then I continued, um, became a chief health inspector for a couple of years. And I went to play for a club called Leeds United in, in Soweto. And then um, I picked up a groin injury um, 
that took me out almost three to six months. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I thought, let me start doing my SAFA licenses when I was a player. And while I was playing, I already had a, that time it was called a level, SAFA level one. Okay. And then I start continuing. And, you know, Romy, I fell in love with the, even with the theory aspect of the game. Mm. I mean, as a player, we used to just play football, you know, and it's as much as the coaches were teaching us how to play football that we were never really introduced to the theory part mm. of the game. Mm. And I fell so in love with the game that I thought, wow. And then uh, I start just carrying on and carrying on. And then I retired, obviously, playing football, playing for Banyana Banyana. And then there was... Um, Opportunity, a position opening, SAFA opening a, a SAFA Girls Soccer Academy for girls at the High Performance Center in Pretoria. And Fran Hilton Smith is the one that told me, she there's an interview on Monday. Yeah. I would like you to go and, uh, and go for the interview. Go and that Fran. was 2000, yeah. Because um, also, I was taking a look at my Twitter feed, and the first person that I picked it up from was Fran, who went ahead and tweeted. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well done, Fran, you know. And and ever since, and she said, Cheryl, you're the right person for the job. And I went, and fortunate enough, I remember, Real Adwaba, Toby Sutcliffe, the CEO of of, of, uh, um, HBC, Mm -hmm. Fran, they were all there. And uh, there was quite a few candidates for the job, and fortunately, I got the job. And I've been part of SAFA ever since. And I managed to um, be part of the under-17 women's national team, under-20 as well. And there was a time, I think 2006, I think myself and Fran, we were the caretaker coaches of Banyana Banyana that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been involved with all the women's national team. Um, and I finished my professional coaching license with uh, in the first group, I think Fran was also with me in the first group. We were mm-hmm. the only two ladies in the first group. Yeah. Um, we were 43 participants, two ladies, and the others were all men. And I remember Pizzo, uh, Steve Compella, uh, Zulayn Moore, Molefe Tseke, uh, Mandela Kazi, we all those guys. I was so privileged to be part of that group. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and Fran has been walking with this part with me all the time. And she's always been around. Yeah. And yeah. obviously helping us to grow and, and develop as coaches. And, and Roby, I think the difference for me, though, is just the love and the passion that I have for the game. And yes, it became stronger and stronger. But the theory aspect of the game just put so much emphasis and more importance into the game. Mm. Because mm. nowadays, I think we all know the game is so tactical and you need that aspect of the coach as well not just as a player but also as a as a coach you need to understand the theory the tactical strategies of the game and so you can say yes i mean i've always been in love with the game yeah definitely that i know for sure but um explain to me instructor of instructors do you have a mandate and what is your role the the confirmation that we got from from cast would be that I'll become instructor of instructors of all the instructors in the Kasafa region, mm-hmm. which means the countries like Lesotho, uh, Botswana, uh, Mozambique, Angola, Mauritius, Comoros, all those African countries where I'll be instructing other instructors. And I assume it will be ex-coaches, ex-players as well that yeah. will become, that wants to make coaching and, and instructing their career. Mm-hmm. And uh, being in Lesotho for the first time, 
at such a great time. I I just couldn't understand what I was. I was in Lesotho. It was my first time, and um, I just fell in love with it. You know, yeah. with, even with Lesotho, the people were so humbled, and um, and just sharing the knowledge. You mm. know, making a difference. Mm, you mm. could see people are hunger. You know, yeah, they want yeah, the expertise and the knowledge that you have to impart. Cheryl, I'm not the only one who wants to ask questions. Our listeners do too. This one is on our WhatsApp number. Okay. I'd like to ask a question about we have seen in other countries and other continents, especially for Europe succeeding in you know promoting women's football and even in Europe they have a UEFA women's champions league for women you know clubs um, their clubs are really um, championing women's football in Europe so what what does she think you know CAF uh, must do to promote women's football for every single country to have a women's league every single country to have a women's premier league what must CAF do, you know, to promote that and to make sure that we have a Champions League? Because, um, you know, SAFA president and the current, the CAF vice president, Danny Jordan, you know, promised that they would like to have a CAF Women's Champions League. But for that to happen, you know, uh, each and every African country must have a league. So um, I hope she will champion that, even though she's an instructor, but she will champion for every African, you know, nation. You know, to have a league so that we can move swiftly, you know, to have a Champions League in terms of the women's. Thank you very much, Romy. Thank you. Libra here in East London. Thank you so much there to Libra out in East London for that question. Cheryl, you heard what to how can you, will you be, I'm sure you will be a champion for women's football. Well, Romy, it's such an important question that I've just been asked. Um, just hold on I think for starters, I think number one, um, I'm of the opinion that CAF has to direct uh, this initiative. It's huge. Mm. Uh, we would all like um, every country to have a professional league. We've started with the national league. But if CAF can come with policies and with a directive to say that every country has to have and obviously, we talk about there must be financial support, that every country has its own league. And it's not going to be that easy because, mm. remember, we need sponsorship. Every, con- every country has its own challenges in yeah. terms of women's football. Every country has its own challenges in terms of supporting women's football and funding, etc. But if I think if the initiative can come from CAF, remember, CAF is providing funding to all the federations and say, I'm making an example. If you, we would like you to have a league, a women's league, but the percentage of the money or the funding that we're giving you should go towards a, a women's league in a country. I think based on that, every country will be obligated to start somewhere. Mm. And for me and the other coaches coming in to start, I think CAF also wants countries like Lesotho, Angola, Comoros, uh, Mauritius, for their women's football also to get to an elite level yeah. where their countries can obviously can compete at the highest level, well qualify for the World Cup, qualify for the Olympics. Mm. So for me to get in there to instruct the instructors 
and share the knowledge and increase their level of expertise, it will obviously filter down to their national team and to their national coaches as well, which it will in turn develop, will strengthen the national teams, develop better players for the national teams, and in that way, women's football in every country with its challenges will then to a certain point will be moved to the next level. Mm, mm. So I hear not, you. And, yeah. it's, and it's not, and it's, I don't think it's, easy, it's an easy thing to do or to think, but there's always a, there's always a start, mm, you know? Mm. And as women, if we can come and share ideas how we can do that, I think um, there are a lot of challenges, Romy, that a lot of female coaches and female instructors in Africa are going through that we're not aware of. Mm, mm. So... It won't be easy because they will be they they will most probably going to need the support from their own federation, of which ninety nine percent consists of men. And if there's one thing that we need to understand also as women is that men has always been there before us. Hmm. So we're going to need their guidance and their support as well yeah. to bring this thing to the to the party yeah. and see how can we make this thing successful. I think that's pretty powerful because it isn't like we're on this woman's only movement, you know. We're not. It is about taking um, those that want to lend a helping hand in terms of uh, men um, to help us really build it. I think we've come a long way in South Africa when it comes to women's football and how would you rate the standard at the moment? Because there's so much happening. I mean, we're seeing the cream of the crop leave our shores to play, you know, in places sometimes we haven't even heard of, you know, in some of the greatest leagues in the world. Uh, where are we as a country? Well, Romy, I, I can only give you my opinion. Yes, please. And, 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 and being honest about it, is that we've started a national, a women's national league, and we all know, you know, your first year, you obviously will go through a lot of challenges, which I know for a fact we've gone through our challenges, mm-hmm. which will be an eye-opener for us to do better the next year. So I think we've gone through the first year now. But just from my opinion, I still feel that the level of our football can still increase. Uh, the quality of our football can improve. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to do more and more so. Um, therefore, you'll find that we're still far behind when it comes to the European League. Remember, the European Leagues have been there for years. Yeah. And we've just started last year. But the best part, Romy, is that we did make an effort and we did start. So we need a lot of financial support. We need a lot of people to come help with this National League so that we can get it to the next level. Mm. And I'm talking about development. I'm talking about talent identification. I'm talking about selection. I'm talking about qualified coaches to coach the teams in the National League in order for us to improve the level of the football that we want to display week in and week out. Mm. If I can't compare it, but you know if there's a PSL match on Saturday, whether it's Kaiser Chiefs or Maritzburg or Orlando Pirates, it is intense, Romy. Mm. The football is played at the highest level. Yeah. The intensity is so high, you cannot miss that game. Yeah. Now, I know it's not going to be easy, but we can get our goals to play at the highest level as well. Mm, mm. So, but it all's got to do with it's a framework that we've got to find in order for us to. It cannot just be one thing, Romy. We cannot divide components to say, okay, we want to play better football, but the coaches are not qualified. Mm. You know, we want to play it at the highest level, 
but we have players that's not in the in the right physical conditioning yeah. uh, uh, um, state in order for them to compete mm. and play for 90 minutes. So there's so many factors that we've got to take into account. We talk about sports science we've got to bring back. Teams need doctors. Teams need physiotherapists. Um, teams need sports psychologists. Teams need sports nutritionists. So we've be on ways. Why? And if we investigate and we look at how the European teams are competing at the highest level, the level, they have done all these um, studies and saying, how do we get there? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we, there's so much that we still need, need to, to do, do yeah, definitely. in order for us to get that level. It's not going to be that easy, but I'm just happy that we took we did make a start. Yeah, you've painted a beautiful picture in terms of still what needs to be done. But you say something important. We have started and I, I think everybody needs that. We've started and we're pretty willing, I think, to go through the teething challenges. Is your home filled with football? You have a daughter. Do you encourage her to, to take up the game or are you trying to push her into different or other avenues? Well, she... She broke my heart the other day. She said she hates football. So what can I do, Ronnie? <laughs> what what is her choice? Think, what is a sport choice then? She's she's a gymnast. Ah, and okay. I think, so I just let it be and I thought, you know what? Uh, the gymnastics is quite good. It, it, it will be a good... She doesn't know, but I know it's a good starting point for football eventually. <laughs> so she'll be... She'll be strong. And, and, and can you believe it, uh, Romy? The core of the body... Even for women, the men, it's one it's of the important. critical components I think we, we tend to neglect. Yeah. And, um, and that will be a starting point for her. But I think it's my own fault that, you know, when you watch, when you, when you watch football um, 24-7 every week, it's European League, mm, uh, mm. PSL. I think she got to a point with whenever the I guess she's, on, she's got to compete yeah. with the football. And so, therefore, yeah. if football wins... I don't like it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when you we've got a we've got a fight uh, in in the fight around um, two or three, two or four channel, mm-hmm. or three or five, and uh, with her channels, there's a bit of a, a clash. Yeah, but I, yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Cheryl, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for making time for us. I think it's the most authentic that we've had in terms of background noise because, yes, we are all at home. Uh, day 37 of the lockdown. Keep shining. And again, thank you for your time. Romy, thank you so much. And I do appreciate this opportunity. You're more than welcome. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Cheryl Boetas there just chatting uh, to us. Instructor of Instructors for CAF, taking care of the Kasafa region and a woman who I know has been involved in football. I mean, the passion really lo- runs deep. Uh, if it is that I think you could cut a finger or DNA and just take a look, there would be soccer balls because uh, for the short while that I did work with her, I do know just how fully entrenched she is. And it is. It's a lifelong love affair from the time she fell in love at the age of eight all the way through to now where she is a CAF um, instructor of instructors rather for CAF with Danny Ordan even showering her with praise and he said that they couldn't have found a better candidate for the position I'm sure that that must have been one of her proudest moments so far well coming up on the show